Before we begin today's podcast, we want to take a moment and remind you that it is time to sign up for the Walk My Dog Challenge. Go to familypethealth.com forward slash walk my dog. All you have to do is walk your dog and you win some prizes. Now today we're going to be talking with our friends from Rutherford County Paws about how adopting an animal from a shelter not only saves lives, but it helps reduce pet overpopulation. That's today on the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet healthcare, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined once more by my co-host and older and wise, but not wiser, brother, Stephen. I just, when you hear wise... <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. That's all I thought of when you said it like that. That's, just, uh, that's that a shows free how, commercial that shows for somebody. How old you are. That that's a very am, old Super Bowl commercial. I am older. That reference. is for sure. Mm. Well, our guest is one week older than the last time we had him on, and that's Mr. Michael Gregory, our director from Paws or the Pet Adoption and Welfare Services. And you brought a friend with you. I did. We promised we bring Gracie last time, and she is here. All right, Hello. we have Gracie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing very well. Gracie uh, Gracie Martin is the public relations and media specialist for Rutherford County Paws. Yes. That's a fancy title. I like it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Does it fit on one to. business card? It does not. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't have those yet. You don't have I've business cards I've only been there yet? nine months. Now. Okay. We, I'm, I'm we working on it. i to get you some business cards. Yeah, that's my one-year so, goal. Well, so what does the public relations media specialist do? Well, I do a lot of things, but... Mostly, my number one job is to promote adoptions. Um, so I run the social media pages. I do event planning, and I work hand in hand with the community pretty much every day. Great. So yeah. the the main goal is to increase adoptions. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about adoptions today, and we can take this discussion wherever we would like. And and for our listeners out there, I think what you'll hear from from uh, Gracie and about Paws would apply to you wherever you're listening uh the things that we'll be talking about here today are probably the same for your local uh, adoption services as well so but reach out to them if you have any specific questions my first question for you you want to increase adoptions yep. where do these pets where are they coming from the ones that are at pause and are available for adoption and michael she, she looked at you i'm we can <laughs> whoever feels most comfortable about this but where are these pets coming from all over yes definitely <laughs> the majority of the animals that are coming in right now are strays uh, so they're animals that we picked up of unknown ownership out uh, with our animal control officers, which we talked about last week. Uh, so they're coming in through through that. They're being brought into our pet surrender desk as strays. And then we also do um, owner surrenders through pet surrender desk. Um, everything that we do now is a lot different than what when it was when you were there. I bet you can remember. Uh, oh, my gosh. You, you know, I likened it uh, to the intake process for the first few years I was there of you never knew what was showing up. I could look out my office window and the mile, and you know the the line would be a mile deep, and you never knew what was coming in the door. There was some days no, especially in the what we would call puppy and kitten season, there was no end in sight. It was right. depressing. Yes, like the days that I knew that I was for our listeners out there. I used to work at Paul's. I worked there for two years while Doctor Shirley was finishing veterinary school, and then the first year of our marriage. Um, and so when I would get. I, well, I was going to say, when I got stuck on the surrender desk, mm -hmm. it was a sad, like I was just like, had this gloom cloud, like Winnie the Pooh or Eeyore, the the, the gloomy cloud following me around. Right. And you would look outside and it was just, the line would 
be forever. Right. Yeah. I can remember uh, there was one Friday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, you just never knew it was showing up. There was a lady that the line was so deep, it was literally almost the length of the building. Um, and there was a lady that was out there in a folding chair. And every time the line would move, she'd, she'd raise up and move her chair up oh with her God. and set it back down. And I just thought, why are we doing this? This mm-hmm. is not working. Um, I liken it to this. You know, if I was the manager over at the local Walmart, I would know how many trucks of merchandise were coming into that to that dock today because I have to make sure I have the folks to unload the trucks. I have to make sure I have the place to put the stock and all of that. Why should animal control be any different? Mm-hmm. I need to know what's coming in the door so that I can manage expectations and I can manage cage space and those type things. So we started doing that through our pet resource desk. Kind of an aside there, I'm sorry. But um, so owner surrenders, uh, we schedule everything by appointment. So surrenders and strays, the majority being uh, being strays. With the surrenders, what what's that cause of that surrender? Why? It, it feels bad when as a, as a pet parent, our, our listeners are like, I could never imagine giving up my pet what why would someone have to do so well i'm glad that you feel that way but sometimes it, it, you know life happens to folks and, and some folks have different mindsets and those type things kind of that disposable that mindset and that type thing so we see folks that are life changes you know new baby sometimes we see oh well i got another cat and my current cat doesn't get along with the new one that i brought in so we're going to get rid of the older one divorces uh, you know a lot of different lifestyle changes things like that evictions are one that we see uh, fairly frequently. You know, some things that some things we try to work with that owner. You know, if it's a resource issue, we try to help them through our donations to be able to help um, keep that pet in the home. Sometimes, you know, with cats, it'd be litter box issues. So that's referring them, you know, to you guys, the local vet, mm-hmm. to see if there's something else that's going on. Sometimes it could be something as simple as, hey, you brought another cat in the house, but you didn't increase the number of litter boxes. So little things like that that we can try to give. Um, give folks to keep pets in homes we we want to we want our shelter not to be a first option we want it to be a last resort so we want them to be able to utilize you know social media utilize various resources out there to try to rehome their pet themselves versus it coming to our shelter gracie you'll have to add the family pet podcast to your list of resources to give people we have a wealth we're at like episode 60 today of uh and they're all related to pets and many other things are the things that you just mentioned michael about a uh, cat you know adding a new cat to the family and new pets and how do you deal with you had a baby and how does that work into your family so uh, we, we hope that we could be a resource for you all sure. have you seen gracie have you all seen an increase or a decrease in adoptions and surrenders through covid or post-covid so i will say I have been at pause for nine months, so I feel like Michael would know how to best answer that for the COVID period. Mm-hmm. But since I've started there, I want to say they've been doing well, mm-hmm. um, especially with all the promotions. We constantly have promotions going on, so we're able to waive the fees um, for adoptions, which is amazing. But I mean, what would you say? How has that well, impacted? When COVID hit, you know, there was a big push. Everybody was staying at home. They had a lot of free time. They weren't uh, you know they weren't getting out and doing the things they did so we saw animal shelters almost across the country go basically to zero animals i right. think i think at one time we got down to five or six you that's know? amazing and, i mean yeah. <laughs> but it was because you know we couldn't work mm-hmm. you know everybody was restricted in those type things i think though what happened was every available slot for an animal let's say mm-hmm. in a home was filled during that time so then when all those restrictions were eased Shelter started filling up and filling up quick. Uh, and across the country, the data is showing that uh, the number of animals that are going into shelters is is not near the number of animals that are leaving. So it's kind of created a backlog. Uh, while adoptions have still been 
okay. Yeah. Persistent, I guess, is a good word. They've sure not been like they were before. As far as uh, folks that I talk to and the data that I look at and whatnot, everybody's kind of going, okay, I'm wondering how long it's going to be till we get back there. You know, you put pets in homes in 2000. Here we are three years later. You know, are we going to see as those pets start start to kind of age out? Will we start seeing things go back to what we call our normal or not? But uh, they haven't thus far. So it's been a, uh, the last three years have been very, very tricky in the sheltering business. I could say that it, it might be interesting, especially if people adopted older dogs uh, and maybe they added a second dog to their house and then one passes on. They might be more open to, to open in their home for a, like, hey, you know what? Two dogs wasn't so bad or two cats or three cats wasn't so as hard as I thought it might be. And they turn to, to adopt again. Gracie, what what are the things that you're that you do to increase that pause or any animal shelter is the place to go or be front of mind for people when they're thinking about adding a pet to the family? For me, it's all about featuring one pet a day on social media. I'm really trying to engage. Um, so I run the Facebook and Instagram. So I'll take a pet out a day and I'll write up pretty much every detail about them when I take them out. I try to hang out with them for about, you know, quite a while to see what makes them different, what makes them unique, what makes them special. And I write it down and I just try to take cute little pictures. <laughs> I try to get their personality in there. And um, so I feature one one a day and then I'm constantly updating the website, updating their pictures on there. And I do, you know, try to promote them on WGNS, things like that, and through our sponsored events. So I'm really trying for these pets. Yeah, well, I know I've seen a lot more activity recently. Well, I haven't been on, uh, I had taken a hiatus from Instagram, so maybe that's part of the reason I'm seeing more stuff from Paul's. But every day it seems like there's a, a Paul's reel or, or a photo that's that's highlighted on my yeah. For You page and stuff like that. So that's so a great thing. So you, you say you do that for Rutherford County pets, but if there's listeners out elsewhere and they're looking, well, I, I, I think I want to adopt from my local um my local version of pause Mm -hmm. what do they need to consider what are their what are the factors that that they're looking at with pets and making a a good choice i would say coming into the shelter and seeing every every pet taking into consideration do you have any kids in the home do you have any other pets in the home do you have any cats in the home things like that coming into the shelter and hanging out with the pets and kind of seeing who kind of draws to you uh, i would i would agree with that the biggest thing that we see uh, is we want to make sure that we set that pet up to be successful in that individual's homes mm-hmm. and everybody's lifestyles are different, different yeah. and and seeing what works best for them you know um you know if you're gone and working like i do you know 12 hour days and you're gone from the house and the kids are balling and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and practicing and whatnot our home is not one that's going to be good for a puppy that we need to potty train, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, uh, you know, a little bit more laid back guy, you know, would be great at our house. So just what we want to do is we want to see how we, f- how that pet's going to fit into a normal day in that home and trying to gear that for us, you know, you talked about other shelters, you know, there's not very many shelters that, that have the luxury of having a, a PR person. I'm thankful that the County commission saw that as something that was, that was needed. It's not something we've had uh, very long, so a lot of folks, you know, shelters, they're struggling to get pictures of their animals, to have social media presence, uh, to put out the good things that they're doing. And we're thankful that we have Gracie to do that. When a, a person walks into the facility, 
they have longer time uh they have the option to spend a little bit more time with the animal or oh absolutely yeah so we do meet and greets so that's where you could come into the shelter and say you meet with happy and happy's a little bit too energetic for you that's totally fine we can (laughs) uh put you over here with maybell our three-year-old labrador retriever so we're we're right there with you hoping that you know we can get the perfect match yeah, because your goal is to is to get this pet adopted by the right family. Yes. To get the right family and the right pet together. Together. Right. So once that connection has been made and the adoption has processed, mm-hmm. uh, what resources or do, do you all offer post adoption resources to make to help that family with their new addition? Yeah. So we do require seventy two hours after adoption vet care. Um, and then we also send you home with a bag of Hill Science Pet Diet. That's what they've been eating since they came into the shelter. We also um, will give you your adoption packet with special offers. So whether this is like a um, coupon to Petco or like a free grooming or something like that, um, we do offer a variety of different things. And all of our pets do come spayed and neutered already due to our um, free program that we have. We adopted uh, a little Shih Tzu whose actual name is is great. Well, her name at the time was not, but our, our family named her Gracie. And one day, we she was on her back and we were rubbing her belly and was like, "What's this green spot on? What what is going on?" She was a year old, and I was not a good pet parent at the time. We we fed her kibbles and bits and. Or he's come a long way, Gracie. But be, uh, I had no happy. clue what that was. But that was mm-hmm. that was a tat. She's tattooed yep. to show that she had been spayed. Because mm-hmm. I, looking at it, I can't tell that she had been spayed. Yeah, yeah. And some of those space scars can be very difficult to see. Um, and we sure don't want to put an animal under anesthesia and open them back up only to find mm-hmm. out that those parts have been removed. Uh, just the risk of anesthesia, those type things. So pretty much it's kind of accepted practice now to put that tattoo on there. Is yeah. there a, is there a standard for like qualifications for an ado- a potential adoptive family that, that Paul's has or yeah. maybe something that's nationwide? That's maybe like, we should have been screened a little bit better. Yeah. So that, <laughs> well, like, would you like to bring Gracie back? No, no, no. no she is. He's, they're quite, spent, in, they're uh, quite invested at this point. I have spent a lot of money on that dog just in the 2023. Free, the, the quote unquote free dog. That's yeah. uh <laughs> Well, no, no animals free. Just, That's right. Uh, that, but, uh, all of our listeners are, are well aware, I think. Yes. Yes. The main things that we're looking for when somebody wants to come and adopt, again, the first thing is, what's a day in the life of this animal going to look like with you? You know, how long is it going to be alone? Is it, you know, are you putting a, a, a coon hound into an apartment? You know, <laughs> it might not be the best fit. So looking at those things, seeing what other animals they've had, what what the energy level is, uh, talking to them about their children. You know, some animals are going to do better with children than others. Of course, we always want to do a meet and greet with children. We also always want to do a meet and greet with other dogs and whatnot in the house. And just talking through that. So where it used to be, you know, it was a, I like to refer to it, we had the application and it was a bunch of yes or no questions. You know, we were looking for a way to deny a, not to, die, to deny right. an adoption. Well, if somebody's coming to a shelter, they know they're going through extra scrutiny. They could go to Facebook or they could go mm-hmm. to you know, Walmart used, parking used, lot. Yeah, yeah, used to go there and those type things. So if they're coming to a shelter, they know they're going to go through that scrutiny. Uh, so these are folks, you know, that, that have come to us. We want to we want to find a reason to be able to approve an adoption and make this work and make you mm-hmm. all set you all up to be successful on the front end. So those are the kind of things we're looking for. That's good. What is one thing that each of you wish our curious pet parents knew about working at a shelter? It's not always sad. That's that's true. It, it is not yeah. always sad. I will say, so I won't say any names, but we did have a dog that 
I posted on social media. This was on Facebook, and she blew up. And basically, the story behind it was she had been stolen, and then she, you know, wound up at Paws. The original owner from saw- four hours away oh my saw goodness. this post, drove to Paws, and they got reunited. Those are the days that I am like, this is why I do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that that. I know where this is going. I know where this was, was a, going. That was a softball to Steven. Yeah. Go ahead, Steven. Talk about microchips. <laughs> Just talk about microchips. If Mic- you don't have a microchip for your dog, we offer them for $15. I would suggest that is the best $15 you will ever spend. We implore you. Go only. Ahead. It's the best $15 you ever spent. Only. And this goes back to the animal control side. Yep. <laughs> If you have it updated. Right. <laughs> that is true. Oh, if my goodness. your yep. microchip is not updated, it is a nightmare. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, please, if you move, if you change phone numbers, all that, have that updated. But the other biggest thing when it comes to microchips is making sure you put primary contacts on there as well. Right. right. Life happens. Uh, if we get an animal that has a microchip, we're required per our ordinance to keep that animal for five business days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that animal is just sitting there while we're trying to go through that process and it can just be a nightmare. So they are microchips are great when they're done correctly. So I would definitely encourage folks to get that done. Yeah. It's super important that like the microchips that we implant at our office come, they're automatically registered. Um, And so just check, just check with your veterinarian, check with your, if you adopted from an animal shelter, check with them to see what, what you might need to do. Uh, But, but you brought up a good point. Like there's a scanner, a microchip scanner on every truck, right? Yes. And, and at the receiving at at pause. So every animal that comes into your possession, uh, you all are scanning for a microchip. Correct. And I'm sure we, I'm sure you all have folks at your office that come by, Hey, I found this. Oh yeah. Will you run out and scan it real quick? And and folks do that at pause all the time. So there's a lot of you know, animals that are being reunited that never come into the shelter. Mm-hmm. We actually have an event coming up May 1st through 14th with the Bissell Pet Foundation. You get a free microchip with your adoption awesome. during that time. So it's always a great time to adopt. All your pets come spayed and neutered. They have their rabies shots up to date on their vaccines that we offer. So empty the shelters May 1st through 14th. It's at pause. It's going on now. Yeah, it's going yeah. on now. You you gotta You got to definitely come down get that free microchip that's right all right gracie as the public relations media specialist tell our curious pet parents how they can find rutherford county paws on all the socials yeah so if you want to find us on instagram or facebook just go to rutherford county paws and then we also have a website it's paws.rutherfordcountytn.gov we have all of our adoptable pets on there we have our stray pets on there so if you are missing a pet always go on our website and take a look at that and all of our events are on there as well so if you are ever curious or have any questions definitely check out on our website right the other thing about that website is if an animal comes in and as soon as it's booked into our system it automatically goes onto that website so if you're missing mm-hmm. a pet you can get on there and it updates live 24 7 yeah excellent well we have come to that part of the show called the fun fact gracie oh i and have I, a fun fact i know you. you were you were warned you were forewarned before today's episode. like the previous episode Sorry, Michael. last week apologize, yeah, apologize for that um but you, you did you did well uh, with your fun fact coming all right so gracie has a fun fact for today so help help our curious pet parents out there win trivia night or impress their friends and family at dinner so 
How many adoptions happened in the last fiscal year at pause? This is July 2021 to June 2022. In 12 months. My best Austin Powers impression. One million is my guess. So 12 months. It's a five. uh, 1,200. I bet it's more than that. Uh, 1,400. I'm going to go with 1,200. It's actually... 1,862. Wow, we were we were both wrong. You win, though. Low. You, the price is right. You win. We That's did great. Not go That's over a good it. job. So 1,800, more than 1,800 pips. Almost right. 12 yeah. months. Almost 19. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, Michael, what is, is a percentage of animals that come in? How many get to leave like that? Well, like, for that, uh, that same fiscal year that she just gave, we had a live release rate of 92.7%. That's fantastic. So wow. 90, we have come a long so way. Live, good job. Help me out here. Live release rate. It means any any pet that comes into Paul's walked out. Walked out. And we'll just... Either went home to their home or went to a new home. Right. 92.7%. That's, uh, that's, a, that's way better than when I was yes, there. So, I, mean, yes, yeah, that's, I just uh, think of that. Congratulations. Yes. That's great. Yes. Well, well, we appreciate the work that both of you all do. As uh, Michael, you're doing a good job running the show over there. Gracie... Keep up the good work getting the word out about the adoptable animals. And for all of you curious pet parents, please check the show notes. Stephen will link uh, Paul's on there. So if you're thinking about adding to your home, check Paul's out. Keep that as one of your options that are available. They have a lot of great, as as you've heard us talk about Gracie, uh, and Maverick came from rescue as well. So there's a lot of dogs uh, that, that are out, and cats, and other things, right? I saw there's guinea bunnies. pigs and oh, rabbits. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Dr. Shirley would be so excited. Ferrets. Yeah. I remember there was a ferret that was uh, running loose. A uh, ferret at large. I got a call for that oh. one time when I was uh, an officer. It was at MTSU. I would say it probably escaped from someone's dorm room. Anyway, lots of, adoptable, uh, lots of adoptable animals out there. Go to Paul's website. We'll link it in the show notes. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Family Pet Podcast. And until next time, stay curious. Hello, friend. It's Michael. I want to take a moment and thank you for being a loyal listener of the Family Pet Podcast. You know, Stephen and I started this a year ago, and we've had a lot of fun bringing some, what we think, excellent guests and information to your earbuds. I wanted to take a moment as we ended this episode to let you know about a little sadness that's hit our lives, and that's to let you know about Stephen's dog, Gracie. You heard us mention her a lot in this episode, and we want to dedicate this episode to her memory as she has crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. I think it's great that we dedicate the episode about adopting from Paul's to Gracie's memory, as that is where Stephen's family first found her. As you consider adding a new pet to your family, reach out to your shelter, take a look around, and you might just find a special dog like Gracie. Family Pet Podcast is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet Podcast is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC and is recorded in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only, and you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on anything that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review and follow wherever you listen to your favorite podcast show notes links and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com